1: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We have a really exciting interview ahead of us. The guest I'm bringing on, Lee Feldman. He's the CEO of Bishop's Company, in which is the third fastest growing franchise network in North America. He's also a host of the Action and Ambition podcast for Entrepreneur Magazine. Welcome to the show. How's it going?
2: Oh, it's going very well. Brittany, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to speak with you today.
1: Oh my gosh, it's such a pleasure having you. We're going to have some great conversation, you know, in regards to a little bit of your journey. How did you get there? And then, you know, talking about the business and the podcast. And uh, I mean, we'll have some great takeaways, I'm sure. So I'm excited.
2: Wonderful. I know we talked a little before this about family life versus work life. I'm more excited to talk about work life than family life. So we'll jump into it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, then you know what? Let's just jump right in. Let's go ahead. and Tell us a little bit of your story. How did you get to where you are today? Because you have done some amazing things, and I really would love to share it with our listeners as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I feel very fortunate that I've been able to work with a number of brands that are always brands I've wanted to either work for or work with. Um, having worked in the agency world, I was able to get a lot of touch points, especially in the lifestyle and experiential space. I'm um, working with brands like Nike, Adidas, Mazda, Warner Brothers, Chelsea Football Club, lego turkish airways i mean it's really been a long list and every time i think of a brand oh they'd be fun to work with Uh, fortunately the agency would bring some sort of project in to work with them so i worked on the agency world for quite a bit i transitioned into working in the tech industry from there i was introduced to the former ceo and founder of bishops um, to interview for the cmo role i interviewed for the role i was offered the position i served as cmo from february 2018. Uh, to most recently, March of 2022. And then the company was purchased. And over the course of some interviews and some opportunities being discussed, I was placed in a leadership role, and I've been CEO since then. Uh, Now going on, you know, (laughs) eight months. So it's been quite a journey.
1: Incredible. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, Based on where you are today as a CEO in the business, what is what is the biggest focus and desire right now? And um, you know, if you want to dive into talking about a little bit of the services that you guys offer and how you deliver, that would be
2: amazing. Of course. Yeah, we are a unisex hair shop. And when I say that, most people say, what the hell is that? What does that mean? And we were founded in 2001. And since then, it has always been about your hair. We don't service men specifically or women specifically in our markets. It is simply about your hair. So it does not matter who you are or how you identify. It's just a matter of what hair you have and how we can best help you. Um, as far as our main focus, it's certainly to grow top line revenue. We are a franchise organization, so we only do well as the organization if our individual stores and individual markets do well. So our focus for 2020 and beyond is ba- really basically based on the idea of expansion, expanding our physical footprint with having more stores come to market and expanding the product offerings and service offerings that we offer in the markets that have store locations already. So it's twofold. And obviously creating more territories, creating more space, creating more safe spaces for clients to come and visit us and then increasing the dollars that are coming in from the places that already exist.
1: Incredible. I love it. I mean, this is incredible. And tell me a little bit about, you know, um, I guess the podcast and how it ties into what you're doing with the business.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm fortunate enough that I have sort of a, I don't want to say side hustle, but a side position uh, where I interview fellow C-suite executives. Uh, I'm the host or one of the hosts of the Action and Ambition podcast for Entrepreneur Magazine. And I get the opportunity to talk to creative business leaders uh, once or twice a week. And it's great because it inspires some of the thoughts that I bring back to the Bishop's organization and the ways that I approach or have certain frameworks related to problem solving.
1: Amazing. So how do you go about finding the guests, the top leaders, you know, the top business people um, that are a good fit for your show? What is your process? Yeah, I wish I
2: could say that I had any involvement in that whatsoever. There is a booking group that simply puts uh, an interview on my calendar during my lunchtime, one to two days a week, and says, hey, instead of lunch, you're going to be interviewing this executive. So I really have no say in the guests that join me, but, um, I certainly find that they find amazing guests that have unbelievable stories and do incredible things and verticals that I maybe know something about, or maybe know nothing about, but I get to get to the core with them about what drives them as an entrepreneur and what ultimately has made them successful.
1: Incredible. Now with the podcast, does it often lead to, you know, client acquisition, um, later down the road in in one of the many stores or anything like that? Or um, is it completely separate?
2: Uh, It's fairly separate. But when people do research on me as the host, because we connect on LinkedIn, they usually will say, oh, bishops. I walk by a bishops. I live near a bishops. I was in this market and I saw a bishops. So it's nice that there's that connection, but it's usually fairly separate. They're two different silos most of the time.
1: Absolutely. So let's, let's jump into turning heads by being ahead of trends. Can you dive into that topic? I think you have some valuable insight behind it and I'd love to share <laughs> it with her. myself I would and I, listeners.
2: Yeah, of course I would love to. I, I think a big part of our business working in the hair world is obviously how do you make people feel the best about their own look themselves, their fashion, their style, what they're saying with that And a really a big piece of that is the services that we offer and really being ahead of the curve. Um, I like to say that if I am reading a case study, it's already too late. That might sound sort of cliche, but really it's the job of our team to figure out what are the things we need to offer clients currently and what are the things that they might not even know are things that they will want in the future. So we say that we want to turn heads by being ahead of the trends by really knowing what are the things culturally that certain markets might be interested in. And that could be certain things that are regionally based, market based, country based, or it could be based on the ethnicity of the client or how they identify. So certain things like shag cuts or wolf cuts or digital perms or Cali curl beach waves or Texas blowouts or Brazilian blowouts. These are the type of things that our team needs to know are starting to trend or even know if they're happening before they trend in certain markets. So again, we like to say that we are turning heads by being ahead of the trend.
1: Absolutely. I think that's huge. You guys are always on top of that, right? So uh, that's exciting. So tell me a bit about, you know, in-person work and stuff like that. Like, how do you, how do you go about staying, you know, at number one in North America?
2: Yeah. I mean, we have an amazing, or one of the top
1: in North America. Sorry.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's okay. I mean, I think the challenge is, you know, how do you hire for the right role? and knowing what's needed for growth. And I think we have a great sort of, if you will, R&D team within our own organization, with our own group that manages certain verticals within our network. Um, Anything related to education, operations, marketing, client acquisition, print assets, digital assets, social media, internet systems and technology, digital storage, credit card processing. And I really try to hire the people that I consider to be experts and stay out of the way. Simply just check in with them and ask them, what can we do to better support you? What do you need for your team? How can we support your growth? But really, it's because of our team internally on the corporate side and our team externally on the franchise side, made up of managers, stylists, barbers, cosmetologists that come and tell us, hey, my client mentioned this thing. I think this is something we should start to look at. And so I leave it to them because I truly believe that they are all the experts when it comes to this space. It's
1: incredible that you're you you know you're surrounding yourself and your business um has the experts in it that it needs. I think it's so important to have everyone in the right position um, who can really fulfill the role and as well as grow, right? And what would you say with growth would be the biggest challenge right now?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, we're having this interview at the start of December in quarter four of 2022. Certainly there's a lot of worry about inflation Um, and certainly Mm -hmm. about the economy and people potentially losing their jobs. So right now, people are holding on. They're a little cash tight. They're wanting to hold on to some of the money they have. They're maybe not wanting to spend on digital campaigns, especially with the focus of client acquisition. Even if they're seeing that ROI, they want to stay cash flow positive. So they're not really investing in a lot of campaigns or programs that we're saying, hey, look, this is a three to one return or 385 one return or a five to one return a six to one return and they're saying even with that i kind of want to hold on to the money i have i'm okay with how things are i want to see what shapes up with the end of this year and the start of next year before i start investing in marketing and would instead prefer just organically to grow my business with referrals which is great we certainly have some markets that can rely on that 90 percent of the time for filling seats and for having sort of full utilization, but for right. markets that are emerging or going to market, you know, it's a big part about being front and center and being top of mind. So we wanna make sure that they are spending in the right way to get clients in the most efficiently. And again, obviously seeing a return on their spend. If they are spending the dollars simply for awareness and there is a non-financial impact. We wanna reduce that spend. We want it to go to things that are actually bringing a return. So even if we can show through full attribution this is what is bringing back dollars to dollars from what's being spent to what's being spent in store from new clients. Some owners still want to say, I want to hold off on marketing right now and let's just wait until the new year.
1: Yeah. And I th- you're completely right about that. I mean, I interview a lot of people and that is one of the main, main um, challenges right now is people holding off because of inflation. And uh, it's it's definitely, yeah. And you're not alone on that at all <laughs> for sure. So Um, with the podcast, what is the next, I guess, focus and desire for the new year? Um, I mean, are you still going to be continuing to, um, interview, you know, business leaders and experts, or do you have another plan? Tell me a bit about that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I will do it as long as they continue to have me. I love the opportunity to really interview people that I consider to be visionaries, I leave each interview with an inspiring quote or piece. And secondary to that, it's really about how to turn that into content that you can monetize. So I've spoken with publishers. I've spoken with other people related to things that we can do with some of the quotes that I pull from each episode. I can't really disclose too much, but I'm hoping that I'll have something related for a Christmas gift in 2023 uh, if we can uh, manufacture it and merchandise it. But I certainly think, you know, it's one of those things with anything you do, If it's a passion that you want to do with no financial return, great. But if it's something that you believe that you can monetize and there's an opportunity there, find ways to turn that content into money.
1: How do you, and I don't know if you're open to talking about this, just let me know, but how do you go about monetizing the podcast at the moment?
2: I can't really disclose that, but I I do not monetize it. It's run through entrepreneur. Um, But I, myself Mm -hmm. as a host, am thinking about the content that I create with the episodes in ways that I can.
1: Yeah. Um, are you open to talking about the ways that you're planning on maybe trying to monetize it with or not? Uh,
2: not currently, but I can say that no entrepreneur words. itself, they sell ads as entrepreneur magazine. Um, so I know that they monetize the content that they have that I, as a content right. creator for them create. Right. Right.
1: Amazing. So, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, you got to such a high level role as the CEO and, you know, getting to that next level or going from CMO to CEO, getting to those next levels are challenging at times. Do you find, you know, because our listeners are also entrepreneurs and I think we can be really relatable if we talk about just those challenges and how you overcame them um, because those challenges to get to the next level, they're, they're always going to be there, right? So if you want to dive into that, I think that could be, you know, pretty relatable and helpful.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, I think... Sadly, the best advice that I can give is don't be afraid to leave. Um, I think a lot of people see this, not just in the marketing world, but in other verticals, that if you leave for another opportunity, whether it's a title advancement or career advancement, you might have better opportunities in coming back and jumping up a few steps or rungs on that ladder at the company that you're working at currently. So number one, it needs to be don't be afraid to leave. I say that knowing that it is obviously from a point of huge economic privilege or job security or family security or family safety to be able to say, oh, this job isn't working for me currently. I'm going to go somewhere else. But I like to tell even our own employees, the people that I work with currently, that, you know, jobs should provide ideally one of two things, if not both. And that should be that they should be providing either earning or learning. And based on the time in your life, you might have different requirements. And if work isn't providing that for you, again, you should not be afraid to leave. Again, I wanna say that's coming from a point of privilege, but that's also coming from the point where I would like to say, make sure you have something lined up. Don't be afraid to interview and see what other opportunities are out there. Speak with recruiters, talk about ways that can make yourself advantageous for other people to want you to be on their team. Carve a niche on your own team to make yourself uh, indistinguishable or indispensable so that people can't get rid of you. Use that as leverage against talking to your team and saying, look, I'd love to be part of this, but this is what I would like. Or tell me, how as a team, can we get me to this point? Whether that's a title, whether that's a certain amount of money that you would like to earn, it could be performance-based, it could not, but have those open and honest conversations. I know there's a lot of talk about salary transparency and I am certainly in favor of that.
1: Absolutely. You mentioned um, niching down. Can you dive down into that a bit? Because I it's huge to be very um, crystal clear and, and narrow things down um, to make you sound out and stuff. So do you mind diving in a little bit deeper on in regards to that?
2: Of course. I think it's just a matter of how can you become an expert in your space? How can you find the thing that you do that maybe no one else does to be the service provider? And I talk about that a lot related to bishops, that if we say, to friends or family or clients, hey, I want to ask you a question. Where's the best place to get Chinese food in town? That person might say, oh, well, it depends what you like. Do you like noodles? Do you like dumplings? Do you like soup? This place is good. This place is good. This place is good. But if I ask you, do you have a mechanic or an electrician or a roofer? They're going to say, yes, go to this person. Don't go to anyone else. They are an expert and anyone else is going to do bad work and they're going to rip you off. And so when I talk about finding your niche and finding the piece that sort of makes you need to be part of the team because you are so valuable, it's about finding that niche and becoming that service provider that you are the person and that anyone else not only would provide bad service, but they're going to rip you off. It's going to cost you time, money, and it's going to be a headache. And to that point, we often say to our managers and to our staff, act as an aspirin. Figure out what is the headache that your owner, your manager, your team leader has and how can you solve that problem? These are the things that are going to make you more valuable in your job and your career and going to provide you opportunities for advancement.
1: Absolutely. And like having that belief behind it, you know, why, why are you the best? Why are you the expert? And why shouldn't I go somewhere else? You know, mm-hmm. getting, getting crystal clear on that and and building that belief is huge. So um, incredible. So, you know, if you want to talk a little bit more about Bishop's, uh, company, um, and exactly what you guys do. I know we already touched on it, but now is, I know our episodes are really short. So now would be the time to go into any more detail in regards to the company and what you guys do. And, um, you know, also if you don't mind, you know, letting everybody know if they're looking to reach out to you or connect with you the best way to go about doing that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Me personally, they can find me online through LinkedIn. It's Lee Feldman, spelled L-E-I-G-H, F-E-L-D-M-A-N. Uh, and they can find Bishops online at www.bishops, That's www.bishops.co. We're also on Instagram as bishops.co. Uh, I think what separates us and what we do well um, are a number of things, but the two that really stand out is number one is that we provide a safe space for all. As I mentioned, it's not about whether you're a man or whether you're a woman or how you identify it is simply about your hair and the length of it. And we say that we are accepting, convenient and on trend. And we really focus on the accepting piece. We say we are tolerant unless you are intolerant. And that ultimately it boils down to just don't be a dickhead because we want you to be a good person. And we want you to exist within our community and the larger community. And ultimately that means being accepting of others. So I think creating a safe space, especially in markets where those don't exist is incredibly valuable and one of the things that I'm very proud that Bishops does. The other is that we simply play in the middle. We are appropriately priced, but we are a step above as far as quality and experience from your sort of value chain shop shops that probably aren't gonna do great work on your hair. And we are more appropriately and affordably priced than your pretentious high-end salons that are doing a lot, but charging you even more for what we could do for a little or a fraction of that price, but still provide that salon level service and that quality. So that's why I welcome any guests or listeners or people that are aware of this episode uh, to come and check us out. Again, find a location closest to you at www.bishops.co.
1: Incredible. Well, thank you so much, Lee. Uh, You know, I think it's incredible that you guys really, you know, you accept all and you want a great community and you're, you know, you guys are that's like part of your mission. And it's very important to you guys. I think that's huge. And, you know, also the, how you're on top of all the trends, you know, and that's incredible. So love what you guys do. Thank you so much for jumping on today to share a bit of your story that, you know, how you got to CEO, um, where Bishops is at and talking about a little bit more of your journey of how you went through working with different brands and stuff. That was super cool. So incredible what you're doing. And I just want to thank you again. It's been a pleasure having you on today.
2: Amazing. Brittany, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure as well.
1: Absolutely. So group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like, and subscribe. If you're a six figure entrepreneur or higher, and would like to come on just like Leigh Feldman did today, just to talk about the business um, talk about the podcast and a little bit of your journey, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on. Thanks guys. Thanks Lee. Take